The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. She's one of the world's most influential names in fitness, listed among the AFR's Young Rich List, Forbes, and partnered with identities like Khloe Kardashian and Good American, boasting more than 15 million followers across the globe. With a family, an empire, and dumbbells in hand, Emily has made her dreams into reality, and she's here to show that you can too. This is the You Can Podcast by Emily Skye. Please note that on today's episode, we discuss certain topics, including mental health and suicide. If this is a trigger, we would recommend that you do not listen to the episode. And if you are struggling, please reach out to a local support group or a mental health professional. Hello, everyone. I'm Emily Skye. Welcome to the first episode of the You Can podcast. We're going to be covering a range of different topics because you might know me as a health and fitness expert, but I'm so much more. There's so much more to me and my life. And we're going to cover things from beauty, mental health, business, mum life, relationships, social media, so much to talk about. I'm here with my co-host, Sam Mangan, who's also awesome. my friend and manager. And today, Sorry, you may think I'm from France, <laughs> but I'm from the Gold Coast in Australia. <laughs> today we are going to be talking about our journey, how we got to where we are the now. Journey. Is that right? Well, the care factor about my journey, I imagine, is in the low single digits, but I imagine that the care factor for yours is rather high. Um, so I feel like we kick off with a bit of that, but very excited about the podcast, very excited about the concept. We have some great episodes that are coming up. We do. There's some laughs. There's yes. some hopefully crying. laughs from you there's guys. Some, hopefully. There's it's just a lot of good information too. Yeah. I feel like it's a hybrid, but we do need guidance from the people who are oh, listening. Yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy certain content? Do you not enjoy other content? Criticism is welcome as yes. long as it's delivered in a respectful manner. <laughs> um, to Emily's page and not mine. <laughs> Um, uh, send all hates <laughs> to Sam. <laughs> I can give you his mobile number if you like. Well, let's not go that far. Um, okay, so journey time. I feel like, you know, your story to an extent is in a lot of different places. You've spoken about it on a lot of different forums, in print, on TV, radio, etc. Obviously not a really complete narrative anywhere. And I feel no. like on this episode we can't get bogged down in like really specific moments because – You've had such an incredible, you know, story even prior to now. And I think there's a lot of elements that we can break out into other episodes. So I feel like today we just sort of need to, yeah, like where have you come from? What you've been doing? What's happening? Freshen it up. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Yeah, well, you could sing. (laughs) No, we don't. Emily used to be a a singer on Broadway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in my dreams. (laughs) Um, So, you know, maybe just hit us with some info. Tell us where are you from? What's going on? Well, it all began in the womb. No, I, um, so when I was a teenager, for as long as I can remember, I've been insecure. I've had mental health problems, suffered anxiety. My dad left when I was two and a half and left my mum and my sister and me alone. And my mum did a really good job of raising us, but it was, it came with a lot of um, hardship. It was quite difficult. A lot of the things we went through and I just didn't have any um, sort of confidence in myself and I didn't think I was worthy of love or or anything. I didn't think I'd be able to do anything in life. I felt hopeless and just completely lost. And then fast forward a few years, I went through some bad relationships and I think it's because I didn't really, I didn't have that self-worth. So I just kept gravitating towards these guys that weren't very nice. Um, Then fast forward to about age 24, 25 and I started working on 
myself. So I started getting healthy and fit, which helped my mental health as well. So I started looking at things in a different way from a different perspective and tried to see things in a positive light rather than always looking at the negative because I was a very negative person before. And when you're negative and you're like that, it, you, you um, I guess you attract more negativity in all areas of your life. So um, I started exercising more. I learned about healthy food. I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I did the extreme, you know, extreme diets and crazy training and uh, lots of cardio and just focused on being skinny at the start because I didn't know what I was doing and I thought that was the thing to do, you know. And then I went on to discover that I wanted to be strong, not just mentally but physically too. I wanted to have muscle and built some shape and I fell in love with health and fitness and that's when I got this crazy passion for it and I just wanted to share that with the world and I was to my friends and family always saying things like you've got to start exercising you've got to start lifting weights you've got to eat healthy food you'll feel amazing you feel on top of the world like me I was just crazy about it yeah I'm like whoa I'm so down it can't be that good I'm like it really is so then I started I guess building an online profile because I saw it as a way of being able to reach more people because it wasn't just about trying to get on TV. We, we now have access to the internet and social media and it was a way Originally to though, wasn't it? When, was it Blogger or something? Originally, wasn't it you were- Blogspot. Can, Blogspot, sorry, yeah. Blogger. What even is that? It's like Frogger. Um, <laughs> wasn't it originally like you were trying to document your competing? Yeah. So I was like doing it was a comp, like yeah. What you're, what you're eating, what you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was almost like an online diary. Yeah. Would you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't social media it's, as it's we know it now. Just a blog, like, like a- like your own, yeah, your own diary that you. But it wasn't even. A, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't approached as. I'm trying to make sure everyone knows that, like, it wasn't approached as like social media. Like, it wasn't an engagement tool as no. much as it was like a record keeper. Well, you didn't really get engagement. I think there no. might have been some sort of ability to comment or like send some kind of message at the bottom of the page or something yeah. like that. But there was nothing, so you didn't. You weren't like putting out content and then seeing what people's reaction was. It was just like you. you blogging what you're doing. Did you go in, like when you were using it, like, you know, you saw the internet, you know, obviously you grew up where the internet wasn't a huge thing. And then, yeah. you know, you became, um, as you got older, the internet became a thing. Did you think that it had this like capacity to be what it is today? Like that it was. I didn't know how far it would go. I didn't know how big it would get, but I definitely saw social media as a way to be able to build at so least a profile. Called that then, right? No, it was, it was just. I don't even know. Like it was just websites, was just like nothing. MySpace and stuff Literally, like that. Literally, right? Like, yeah. But even in the blogspot days, was MySpace around then? I think it was. Was? I can't yeah. remember the time. MySpace was pretty early on. So I sort of had that as a, at the time I was doing modelling and I had a, as, I used it as a bit of a like portfolio type of thing, but yeah. more about me. And then I'd write like blogs, you know, yeah. every day or whatever it was. And what a bang up time! Change your wallpaper, oh, isn't it crazy? And the music, oh, the music, you could do so much. I designed course, like the full thing. Like I went and did it in I Photoshop, and designed imagine. it, and then uploaded it. <laughs> the, wall, the wallpaper, <laughs> it was fun. But how was the most contentious? Were you at school when MySpace was a thing? Oh, was I? No, I think I might have just left. I think you may have too. And I'm just I'm pretty thinking, old. It was literally the biggest game changer, MySpace, 
when you had to rank your top friends. Yes. You had to have and a top them around nine. And yes. You're not number one anymore. You're off the top Something five. happened at school and you were like, well, you just moved to number five, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. How's that feel? One to five, just like that. You know, ruthless. That literally changed the face of high oh. school for me because girl, like girls mostly, to be honest, mm. were just, it was like a rapid fire between morning tea and lunch. People were shifting on that yep. scale. It was crazy. And now I feel like we need it back so that we can establish for people when you're really annoyed by them. <laughs> you know, like a really fast on. way. But you can kind of do it with, you know, Instagram and stuff and start, you can unfollow and all that sort of stuff, which people might, you know, laugh I at. I don't want to be as aggressive media, as unfollowing No, you. but like people go, it's only social media, get over it, but it means something. If someone unfollows oh you, it means Oh my something. God, it means something. Yeah. We literally have not that long ago gone through this removal of likes on yeah. Instagram and it's sending the blaze into a meltdown. <laughs> Maybe we should do it like... Our, another episode about the likes. We should. Know. We should do it. We, I mean, we have to do an Instagram episode, yeah. right? Because people will be so interested to know how you even got there. But anyway, I, I derailed so. the story, which is a shock horror. <laughs> um, you had the blog spot, which really yep. was demonstrating your co- competition life. Yeah, what I was doing, what I was eating, my training. I'd even write down the exact workouts, things like that. And yep. then, But this is just like all text, right? There's no videos. There's no photos. Not video, but I'd, put, I'd upload. It was a weird way to do it, but I had okay. to upload. To, I think there was like an image site and then you get that little embedded oh, thing. I don't know what it's all yeah, called. Yeah, okay. You get that link, you put it there and then it brings up the photo into it. Wow, it was, it's I was very clever back, back then <laughs> doing all that. <laughs> Still very clever. Well, normally, you know, people didn't know how to do that. So, you know. I no, it was like myself. the early, early start <laughs> of social media, like yeah. the very first, before so, we even knew it was called that. So I was doing that and then there was Instagram and Facebook sort of started kicking off and I got on Facebook first and I thought this, I think this is going to be something and it would be a way to to get out there and I don't need to use mainstream media to do it, like magazines and TV and stuff like that. I knew I could use that as a way to get out there and achieve my goals, which was to be someone that was well-known for health and fitness and hopefully changing people's lives (laughs) in a positive way. (laughs) So that's how I used it. 100%. Okay, so then... And I was uploading videos. So Blogspot was a thing that happened. Then MySpace was kind of like more of your profile, right? Like it wasn't... As in, like your your portfolio, not profile, your yeah. portfolio for the your blogging and stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And then when Facebook kind of kicked off, which was two thousand and eight nine, did you like? Were you seeing like there's limitations here with Blogspot? Like, because you know, for me when yeah. I came, I was one of the people who saw Facebook and literally thought it had no chance against MySpace. Yeah, I, 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 thought I, the I was crea- the same because yeah. I, I loved MySpace. It was well, just I thought cool, the creativity colorful. made people really yeah. feel like they could own it, right? Yeah, and then. Facebook came out and there was a few people on it. And I was like, I don't want to be on this thing. How boring. It's just white with blue Literally, writing. And too. yeah, put a little photo there and there's not much there happening. So, so I was a true. bit late to jump on. Still, like, I still got on there at a good time, but still a lot later than most people. Yeah. Well, and also, like, in the early days, like, it wasn't like cover photos and no. business pages. You're operating from like, personal like pages. And yeah. it was and I also so had different. Built, I put a lot of time and effort into my MySpace, decking yeah. it out, making it look really cool and there's so much on there and I had a, some sort of following I think oh yeah there was friends I become your friend okay right yeah so I had that built so I didn't sort of want to start okay, again yeah from zero but that it is what it is you know it's social media it's the world of but like we didn't world. know that I just find that so fascinating like we didn't know that at the time though no. right like we didn't know that a company could be the next big social media because we didn't no. even know of any others that were no. you know did it had any impact because blogspot Whilst it was obviously a great introduction for you, it had no real impact, no. right? Like there was, like there's no blog spot really. celebrities that were. It was kind of like a warm up to knowing how to 100%. use the other platforms. <laughs> so so true. So and then you had Facebook, obviously, and then years sort of. So you had the modelling agency. When did that end? 
pretty much right before I started my uh, my fitness business. So and I that was my when program. Facebook was a thing, right? Yeah. So I was on Facebook and on Instagram at that yes. stage and I'd built a, a relatively good following on there that were pretty dedicated and I was kind of getting over the whole world of, you know, booking people and it's just not my type of thing. It's really cutthroat. It's just not who I am. Yep. So um, it was great timing too to get out because I was just – I'd had enough of it and I really wanted to – do my own program. I didn't know how to do it, but I wanted to and then decided to do it. Finally pulled my finger out and did it, you know. Crazy. And so once you sort of started, did you feel like it was like it was taking off or was it was it slow? Was it uh, when I first launched, I think it did go quite well from memory. It was pretty exciting back then because we had, you know, people were signing up and it was coming through um, pay, PayPal, I think it was. PayPal, so yeah. you'd see it come up on your phone and it was like, you know, purchases coming through and it was exciting because I was like, people are and actually... And I think to put that in context, actually, we didn't really get there, right? So you're from the Central Coast yeah. in Australia. Um, you don't come from a wealthy family. Mm. You don't come from a privileged background. No. It's not like money was flying in and, you know, this high-flying <laughs> no. lifestyle. We in fact, it was quite yeah. the opposite, right? Yeah. Like you've told me many stories about, you know, Christmases and whatnot at your house yeah. that, you know... My mum was wrapping up um, groceries, like mashed potato and stuff so that we had stuff under the tree yeah and like my sister and I got a secondhand bike that we could share and I mean my mum did a great job and she did the best she could and we were we were happy to have that like you know yeah. we shared a bike we were so excited we didn't look at oh we don't have this yeah we were, it was good that we had that instilled in us to be grateful. isn't that crazy though like it's a time though when you couldn't look on Instagram and see someone else getting a better bike no or their own but bike. you go to school and the kids would be like what did you of get course. for Christmas and then I'd make things up because I felt a little bit isn't that crazy I, I tell you all the time but I many years ago for the first time ever I never put it together in my head which is just because I don't think about it and you know stupidity but you never really think about when Santa comes. Now, when I grew up, Santa brought all my presents, right? Until I realised that, um, you know, Santa. Why don't you send Santa my way, the Sam? North Pole and he was travelling far. <laughs> um, and you didn't realise when kids were discussing how Santa comes about and like mm. whatever they would talk about what Santa brought them, what Santa brought me. Yeah. And that comparison, you actually forget yeah. what the. Like how that could make that someone feel, like yeah. that impact is they, rather they think, substantial. Why, don't, why aren't I good enough? It sets you up for like exactly feeling like right. you're not worthy. And that's like an everyday occurrence now on social media. So yeah. it's a really, I mean, I imagine, you know, you weren't stupid. You understand, yeah. you know, in, in the context of your lifestyle that it isn't opulent. And you, yeah. you know what I mean? Obviously you're sharing bikes and things like that. But I don't think the pressure is anywhere near as great as it is now. Yeah. Because you don't go home and it's still push down your throat kind yeah, of thing, you know? Yeah, everywhere. You can't escape it now. Unless, you know, we are still in control though. We are we can be of responsible course. and if something's affecting us, I talk about this all the time, but if something really does affect you and get to you and you can't handle things, then you don't need to be on a- any of the platforms. Like you I agree, you can, but it's about raising kids who can Who, who can, can use cope. it properly, yeah. Like, I mean, what a, Responsibly. you know, not to sound like a negative Nancy, <laughs> but I mean, what a, a, a difficult job to raise Mia in this mm. world. Oh, I all the time think about it. Yeah. And it, I think, I mean, I'm going to try and do the best I can. I don't know how to do it, of but course. I have an idea of how I want it to go. Probably won't go anywhere near that the way I want it to go. But Ooh, I, mean, we I think it's educating and, and teaching her how to use these things responsibly totally. and, and setting her, her up to be able to deal with things that Emotionally, are Emotionally, like a real mental thing, yeah, right? Yeah, because I think we still had the same issues back like when I 
was growing up and didn't have social media. I think those issues were there. It's just amplified Agreed. now with social media. 100%. Yeah. And also, I mean, like in terms of Mia, we don't know what technology will be around in 10 or 15 no. years' time. You know what I mean? <laughs> None like, of it, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, like with the way that AR and stuff is going, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just put on a pair of goggles and go to exactly. school. Like who even knows? What if you don't escape it ever? It's like you're in both worlds. It will kind of like now anyway, really. Eventually, though, which world will you live in? I know. Eventually. Most of us live in the online world, don't it's we? It's crazy. But anyway, so you have, um, you know, obviously very modest upbringing. Um, and so now, you know, you've got this like notifications popping up on your phone, like money coming in. Yeah. And it was substantial, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing like what it is now. And it was like, it was, it was kind of like a game to us because we're watching it come through. Totally. And it was like, dee, 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 like it would ring every time. I ended up having to turn it off because it got annoying as stupid as that sounds but it's going off all the time which is a great thing because I was like not only was I finally because I didn't I didn't do that well before like modeling with the agency I didn't really I was okay I was doing all right but it was never anything amazing so I'd never seen anything like I'd never seen that sort of you know money come through to me before did that motivate you to like do more in the fitness business or how did that sort of how did you respond to that I'm a funny one because I've never I don't know like you I don't know if you would argue with me about this, but I've never really been motivated by making the money. No, um, I would agree with that. I think, f- especially from the start and as the years go on, I've always stayed to um, the whole reason why I started, the core reason why I started doing this is it's because I would genuinely wanted to change people's lives because to me, my biggest accomplishment is is getting through depression and anxiety and the self-worth yeah. problem like that. To me, I've been suicidal before many times in the past. So getting through that is a huge win for me. Like nothing compares, no amount of money or anything or or fame or whatever could compare to that. So I always stayed focused on that. That's not to say that I don't um, get, I guess, excited about when things happen and I do start doing well with my business and things like that. Like when that's not happening. That's not your primary motivation. No, and I never had eyes on that. Like every day I, I wouldn't know how much I made in like sales or anything like that. Like Declan, my partner or you or whoever would know, but I actually always sort of stayed away from that and deliberately as well because I just didn't want to be distracted by by it. Yeah. And then it affects what you're doing and your worth and not do people like what I'm doing. You know, it's just, it's not really a good place for me to be in, I don't think. But it must have to an extent legitimized what you were doing, right? This idea, because I mean, to put it in context, people listening, your first fitness product was this just like word PDF. put together and then exported as a PDF kind of yeah. vibe, right? Like it was pretty basic. Yeah, I remember sitting at my favourite cafe in Cronulla and Deck and I were sitting there and I was creating the whole, like going through all the workouts and everything and all the, the like the diet part of it. I did hire someone to help me with the diet because I had to do it all legitimately. Of course, yeah. I'm not a dietitian or, or um, nutritionist. But um, I wrote about different foods and like what carbs are and explaining all things like that. So it took me a while to put together and I actually had a lot to do with the creative side of it and laying no it out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah but it was, a, it was a big job and then the filming and hours and hours of workouts. But I still I do that now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, now it's an even bigger machine. Yeah, it's not just me it. trying to do everything by no, myself. No, no. <laughs> so, okay, and obviously to put it in context for some people who are listening, um, your partner, Declan, yeah. um, who's from the Army originally. Yeah, he was a commando. Yeah. He was in the Army for 13 years and then was a commando for several years or something. He'll probably He's go, still it was a mental eight years member. Him, it was nine or whatever. Still a but mental yeah. member. He's still yeah. very much in... He's in that in format, like his, the way he lives his life is is like that. Like he's got this. Very much It's so. like a to-do list, but it's like he, he has to do this. Like this has to be done. You know, it's loves really. Loves procedure, yeah. loves a system. Oh, 
very protective as well and secure oh, with everything. Yes. Traveling. We, we, um, I think we talked about this the other day, but like airports and how he's with the security oh. with that and the house security and locking up all those things. He's, he's crazy. You'll even get him around town. Often I miss him in the street because he's yeah. wearing so much camo, you know? He still is vibing with the camera. But he's not lifestyle. like, don't get the wrong idea about him because he hates when people wear all that and they wear like medals and stuff and they're like, oh, I was okay. this and I was that. He's not that no, person. Not that person at all. But like, he'll have, he has a camo pair of shorts that he loves. Yeah. And I just think yeah. it's, it, it's like an ode to the lifestyle. If because you will. a lot of the time they were in civilian clothing in the army because he was like, kind of like undercover kind of thing. Yeah. So he wasn't like Plain dressed like he's in, more, yeah, yeah, he was doing like security stuff. So, and spying on people and, all that Love stuff that. you see in the movies, he was actually doing it. So he didn't look like he was in the army. He actually had to grow a beard and look a bit rough and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he still sort of maintains that kind of look sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he might, you know, he wears those those neutral earthy colours. and Always neutral yeah. earthy colours. Can't get him in a polo. No. What is a collar? Oh Who is gosh. she? Um, and then also you have a little baby. Yes, little Mia. She's little Mia. 19 months old today. And that was like a huge shock to the system, right? Like in terms of the way that we operate as like a, as a unit, if you yeah. will, um, you know, flying around the world on a whim, you know, literally on a whim, we can get a phone call one day and be in LA the next, you know, traveling even to Sydney and back and forth. There were yeah. so many elements and obviously a business that focuses, you know, to an extent around you and your body because, yeah. you know, you are the fitness I mean, identity. it is what it is. We can't deny that. No, I mean, it, it is what it is. And, you know, people look to you for inspiration and yeah. whatnot. And it wasn't as if people were like, oh, well, now she's not super fit because she's pregnant. I'm leaving. I think it was more that there was intrigue that grew around you are pregnant yeah. um, and obviously. What's going to happen? Like, I think a lot of people were like, is she going to put on a lot of weight? Like, how is she going to go? Is she going to bounce back? I think people totally. were just curious about that. And I think they wanted to watch it so closely. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we know each other well enough, so I can say this. I'll probably yeah. get attacked. But you were enormous. Yeah. You carried me. Like, you were, you know, yeah. you could have easily had twins. And I forget twins. sometimes. And I people <gasps> people used to ask me all the time, surely you're carrying twins. Yes. Or, like, you got Huge. two in there. I was. And especially because I've always been quite a small person. Very much so. And I, even, like. Before I Every started fitness, I was tiny. Every time people meet you, they say like even so like you're, you're smaller, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so for me to be that big and to gain, I think it was like 23, 24 kilos in the end, which is like what, 50 pounds or something. I don't know. I don't even know yeah, what it something is. Like but that, yeah. It's a lot anyways for, it was for my huge. size. My back, everything. I, I mean, I, do you want me to complain? We can do a whole episode <laughs> on that. <laughs> I think we will probably Turn do a whole episode on it. But <laughs> I think probably the the point I'm trying to make without us you know, going into what we will yeah. probably do as a whole episode you know, th this idea was that it, it had changed. It, everything was upside down. Yeah. And then, you know, working around how we work Mia into your life. And, you know, you're obviously mixing so many stresses in amongst all of that. You know, could, I mean, in your mind, you must have been asking yourself, can I lose this weight? I, I was. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I mean, I share a lot, as you know, on social media and, and you know, as much as I can about my struggles and things I go through and imperfections and I'm very vulnerable all the time, but I don't share everything because no. you, know, you can't share everything. And I also want to be no. inspiring to people. I don't want to always be a downer and like be talking about negative things all the time. But there was, there were times where I had to film something pretty soon after I gave birth and it was exercise videos. And it wasn't so much 
And don't get me wrong, I still felt like I wasn't in shape and I didn't look no, it great. Wasn't, it wasn't the exercise videos. But it was um, – because we, we well, recorded them before, but you got a phone call from Khloe Kardashian yeah. who asked you to be a part of the Good American that campaign. That was happening too. I and had the filming to do as well, but there was these – like those I two things. The film, I just remember yeah. the Good American thing was the big one because yeah. if it was – obviously if it was our timeline, if it's your product or whatever, we can move those. Yeah. We got the phone call from Khloe. who was like, I really want you to be a part of this launch and the launch is in March and you had Mia in December. I think it was like Feb at first. And then it got pushed, thank God. I was just like, yes. Yeah. Well, it, cu- it kept sort of slowly being pushed, but the original yeah. date was, yeah, Feb, and then it was Mar- – but yeah. it was so soon. And, of course, I remember even when I was bringing the information yeah. to you, I was being so blasé about it, like nothing mattered because I knew what it would be doing. So I was like, yeah. we go, we don't go, nothing matters, who cares, lose it, don't lose it, whatever. Yeah. And I remember you saying to me it'll be, it'll be in Feb, and I'm going, yeah, but I'm due like towards the end of December. Yeah, towards the end of December. And, and I haven't also, had a baby before. I'm not sure what's going to happen with my body. And also, like, if you're even able medically to train after. Exactly. So it was crazy. you got to wait and get the all clear and everything. 100%. So that was oh. crazy. So a huge amount of pressure on you there. Yeah. Um, you had Mia. Um, but, I mean, obviously the career has continued to sort of boom and your fans have been so loyal and, and oh, so, so supportive so supportive through yeah. the whole process. And, you know, they were there for you the whole period of time, which is great because – like you said, you didn't know what was going to happen, no. which is amazing. And there's funny enough, there's a lot of mums that follow me and they've been so helpful. I mean, obviously there's some advice that I'm like, I don't really want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but of course. most of the time they're just incredible. And yeah. because they've been following me for so long, most of them, and they've been mums, but now I'm a mum, I'm more relatable to them, we have more yes. in common and there's just so much more and it's not – not about me challenge set, trying right? to, yeah, it wasn't like I was trying to do things for them. They were helping me and, and telling me things about – Know, being a mum and stuff like that. So it was really cool to have it sort of reversed. Yeah. Not just 100%. me trying to like support them. It was the other way around, which is really beautiful. Which is nice, which is kind of what social media should be. Just I think so, yeah. <laughs> crazy, right? So, and okay, so obviously, you know, you've got this huge career that a lot of people, you know, may not, I guess, know about and whatnot, but obviously you're extremely successful, you know, both financially and, you know, in, in a business context, but also just being able to take a career from somewhere as small as the Central Coast and sort of, blow that up onto the international stage. I mean, you know, you've, you're now friendly with people like Dwayne Johnson and people like Khloe Kardashian and, you know, some of the biggest brands in the world, Reebok globally, you know, working with them. Is it something that's like, do you still, is it still a pinch me moment? It's funny because I think you, you and I have talked about this before, but I've always struggled with like these problems with self-doubt and am I worthy or do I deserve this? And it's always been this thing that I'm constantly working on it. I'm so much better now, but I'm still working on these things. So when, when it happens, I think, Oh, am I really good enough for that? Like, am I worthy of, of doing that? How did I get to do that? So I've actually got to go be grateful for this, Em. You've earned this, you've worked hard. So everything that I put out to people, like this same stuff, I tell other people, I've got to actually listen to myself. So yeah, I do more relatable, right? (sighs) I don't know, does it? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it does. And I think it's also like when you look at it, it's only it, like we, the reason people love you is your transparency and your honesty and whatnot. And look, I've worked with in my career some of the biggest names in the world. And usually the general test, mm. the AA listers are the nicest people. Yeah. And it's the C and D listers who are the fucking losers. It's the like, ones that honestly. want to be the desperate ones that want to be there. That hundred percent that are trying yeah. to and who presume, oh, if I'm if I'm an A lister, like I that. act like this, and yeah. they just have no idea. But one thing I feel like that must be why you've stayed so down to earth because you still struggle with the same types of things that everyday people are struggling with, and you're dealing with it I as opposed to being so, like, forget yeah. all of that. I'm famous and amazing. I don't think 
I like I'm not the sort of person that could be like that anyway. But I think another reason is uh, when years ago I first started with fitness, I met a lot of people that I looked up to in the industry, and a lot of them let me down. So I'd meet these like big names back then, and they were just really disappointing and just didn't have time for me and sort of discarded me like I was nothing. And it, it stuck with me. And I remember thinking to myself, if I ever make it, if I ever become someone that people know, I want to treat everyone, you know, equally. And I don't yeah. care whether you clean toilets for a living or you're a CEO of a company, I don't care. You're the same to me. Yeah. And I'm going to treat everyone well, but also make people feel good. So I want them to, when they're around me, I want them to walk away feeling better than how they were before. You know, yeah, yeah, I want to have that positivity, that that impact on them. Which I mean, which is true. I mean, it's funny. Like the the worst feedback you'll ever get is about me usually because I'm like, <laughs> she has to leave. Enough talking. Bye bye now. Because we'll be running through an airport and we'll literally be late, and someone will be like, oh my god, and they want to tell you this really genuine story, which is so I true and that, it's though. beautiful. But it's you. Your nature is to be like, oh great, let's get a coffee and have a chat about your life story. It's like yeah. we have to get on a plane. Like I want to be friends. Like I sort of treat everyone like they're my friend, which yeah. which has been it's proven to be a bad thing sometimes. It is. A, yeah, it's a difficult trait because of who I am. They they sort of they think they're my friends, and then it's just not the same. You know what I mean? Like I can't. You can't do that. It's super super. It's difficult. been a learning thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, you know, obviously your career is incredible. I mean, so many people have profiled it in, in the media and whatnot because people agree with that. But there's so many elements to it that I think, like I said at the start, it's so deep. There's so much yeah. there that needs to be sort of unpacked in different episodes. And so I think that's worth going down those tracks mm. separately. But I hope that gives people sort of a generalized concept yeah. of, of who you are and sort of what you're about. Just not to bore everyone. We'll do it fast. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, Emily and I have known each other now for, we never even know this number, I but know, I think we're approaching six years. I always think it's like th- three years, two, three, but it's Literally. way more than that because time's flown. I think we're approaching six. Yeah. Um, maybe. How and have we handled each other? <laughs> we're just so great. We're both different. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the key. No one so else true. can handle us. Yeah. Um, it's been about six years and we first met when a mutual friend introduced us. Emily was looking yep. for representation. Um, we sort of met initially um, to see sort of what it was that you were looking for. We hadn't done a lot of profile stuff in terms of direct management. And so it was a bit different for us, but um, it was and also nothing that I would normally do because originally yeah. I had said to the mutual friend, it's not for me. Like, yeah. I don't think so. You and saw me course, and you were like, not for me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's true in <laughs> different ways. Um, but I, I think that for me, it was like... W- this concept and, you know, it's bad. It's interesting but, to you, I think. Well, no, to me it was like I don't want anything to do with some bikini girl How that's like you? bending over a camera. No, thank you. I don't you. bend over a camera and I never have. No, you <laughs> hadn't. But, like, when I had seen it and I had gone to your page, I made this assumption, which has been so handy for me because you, I now am ahead of the assumption, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. But when I saw it, I was like, I can't represent a bikini girl. Like, what even? Like, absolutely not. <laughs> so I was like, no, it's so funny to think of now because of what you're actually like. But um, And I was like, no, thank you. And this mutual friend was like, no, 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 you should meet with her. And I was like, Okay, so I took the meeting more as a favor yeah. to the mutual friend and it turned out obviously to be one of the greatest things ever. But um, <laughs> and we sort of then I guess discussed and you know found out that your goals were actually genuine and that you're actually trying to achieve something that's worth achieving. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I mean and people would be shocked, but I've met with some people who are like, I really don't care as long as I'm rich. And it's like, okay, great, it's we can't work together. Flaky kind of like they don't really have longevity it's just like a quick they want to be their intentions they want to be famous or whatever be famous and rich and it's like the only way to become famous and rich is to actually have a proper pursuit to be something and for it to turn into that you can't just and we see it now right because of our alignment obviously to you and i 
um, people come to me and they're like, great, so um, I'll pay you a fee, you'll turn me into the next Emily Sky and we'll move on. It's like, what aren't you understanding? The, the relationship only works because I'm good at what I do, but Emily's yeah. phenomenal at what she does. Like it's a, it's a combination of our skill sets that have equaled where she's gone. It's not a matter of you. It's not like you were nobody with no idea and there's, I found you and turned you into something. It's such a rubbish. Lot, yeah, there's a lot that you've got to do yourself. I think a lot so of people much. think that you can go and hire a manager or PR or whatever oh. and they can make you. It's it's so not true. You've got to you've got to do the hard work yourself. You've got to start from scratch and it's very hard and you're up all night and you're not, not sleeping and you're just constantly adapting to different things and changing things up. It's it's hard and I think people forget that. They think they see people like me or whoever else and they think overnight success. It's like, no, 100%. it's several, well, many years, many that, years right? of working towards yeah. it. So you can only amplify. People like you can 100%. only amplify what, what there already is. That You can't make someone. A thousand obscurity. percent. And also aside from the hard work and of those things, you need someone who actually has the right intentions. Yeah. Because when you find the wrong person, like it's, you know, if you've got a bad product and you amplify it, it won't sell. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't. The person at their core has to be a, a person that can, you know, can achieve what you're trying to make them achieve. It's just, it's just not true. But anyway, so we've sort of known each other six years um, in a management relationship. So it's, you know, I fly around the world with Emily. I attend all the shoots with them. Um, you know, we put together all of our schedules, all of our press. We manage really anything that's brand focused. So if anyone wants to work with Emily, um, the person, the brand. Um, it will in some way, shape or form come through my office um, and sort of go from there. All of the, you know, your US women's health cover, you know, all those yeah. major things is what we've worked on together. Um, so it's been a, you know, it's been a comprehensive ride, I'll call it, call it. Um, you know, down to, and, and, you know, we were saying the other day, we don't know at what point it was like, because, you know, when I first met you, I didn't know you, obviously. Yeah. And even in the first... I would say six months. I didn't really deal with you at all, as in you personally. Yeah. I dealt so much with people from your, your old team, um, Deck. Like yeah. I didn't. It wasn't a great deal of access because I didn't have a huge um, or really much at all to do with the creative component of the business in yeah. terms of the content creation and that sort of stuff. And that's what you handled. So mm -hmm. I didn't really get involved much in that anyway. And then we travelled for the first time overseas, and that's where we kind of spent more time yeah. together, like longer term time. And I think that's the that's the saying, right? If you know, you really learn what someone's like when you travel with them oh, overseas. Yeah. And the fact that we can even till this day travel and they yeah. be like, <laughs> you know what I mean, just like normal, um, is crazy. Given yeah. we never travel under good circumstances, it's always super tight timelines, yeah, super long days. Things go wrong 100%. every time. It's just life. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're very very close, which is why I think it's so funny, right? You know, you get the DM, someone's like. We want to do the, or someone messaged me, but like, we want to do this Emily Sky. And I'll write back and say, look, unfortunately, it's not for Emily, but thanks for thinking of her. They go around. And I go, and I go, I'll go to Emily directly. Yeah, okay, we're very close. Yeah. <laughs> the decisions are made in concert. Mm -hmm. um, and if I've said no, it's either because I've spoken to Emily or I full well know she wants nothing to do yeah. with this. Like, what even is happening? And even if I do want to do it, you say, you say no. <laughs> if it's, it's not a happy. no, it's not a good go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've known each other for a long time. I, um, myself, I own um, a PR and a digital agency based on the Gold Coast in Australia, um, which works across mostly corporate and brand clients, so bigger entities that we work through. Um, which keeps me extremely busy aside from Emily. And um, I've always sort of been businessy though. When I was yeah. very young, oh, yeah. I was. You were selling glow sticks or something. Uh, selling glow sticks. Yeah. And let me tell you, I have never and will never be richer than when I was selling glow sticks at like 15. Because you don't need much money back no. then. No. Like, when I was making thousands. Whatever, I don't know what you were buying. I was buying lollies, <laughs> let me tell you. When I was making thousands of dollars at that age, I was just like, yes. Wow. 
everything is affordable. Did you want a jet? Did you want to, like, I felt like the richest person out, <laughs> which is a sad realization now, isn't it? But um, I saw glow sticks that I imported from China when I was 15, I think 15, 14. I don't even know that number's changed over the years. Um, and I have had many businesses thereafter. I then went to uh, Bond University and studied law. Um, so I have a law degree. I am not a qualified lawyer. Um, which just means I'm not admitted to the bar. But I'm oh, not admitted to the bar. I'm just not admitted as a solicitor, I should say. <laughs> Got to get your language right because someone will come for me and oh, be yeah. like, no, because you, you don't know, even understand. you're not a real lawyer. So I'm not a real lawyer. Um, <laughs> oh, but God. I have the degree, which is super handy for yes. the sort of work I do. It's even been handy um, for me and the deals you've put together. Yeah, very me. handy in understanding a contract when people put yeah. it in front of you, even when people threaten you. Oh, yeah. Because everyone loves that I'm going to sue you. You're oh, like, uh-uh, please, hold on. <laughs> sue me. Yeah. It's my favourite. Um, so I did that and then, um, you know, the business has obviously continued to grow similarly as you have. Mm. Um, and then what was it about two years ago? I think we were in New York. Um, and we basically, we can go into this in another podcast episode, but to brief over it, we formed a cosmetic brand a yep. couple of years ago while we were in New York, which is James Cosmetics, which is eye masks and full face masks and lipsticks and lots more coming, more coming. soon. Very Stay exciting. Tuned. Um, yeah, so, and then we've kind of just sort of, here we are. And yeah. now we're, we're both involved, obviously heavily in James. We both own that together. Um, we're both invested in a financial startup in Melbourne, mm-hmm. you know, so we're very intertwined in so many different ways, but, yeah. um, you know, the core of it is still the, you know, the Emily Sky brand and what we're doing and what that looks like. And there's been many ups and downs in that, um, little process. It's been quite there? the journey, hasn't it? It really has. It's going to be a fun book one day. Still going. <laughs> Still very much going, that's for sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and then we sort of discussed how, um, I guess, this podcast, you know, this concept had come about and so many people have asked you to do a oh, podcast. I've wanted to do one for a long time and I because I've always got so much to say, but it's yep. like you are saying before, there's little bits of information out there, little bits of my story out, but nothing really compiled, nothing really together that tells a a really put together story, I guess. 100%. And like, I mean, the point I was making earlier was when I first looked at your Instagram back in the day and I was like, bikini girl, no thank you. There's still so much of that perception out there and there's so much more to you and the brand. So I just think this is a handy way to be able to deliver more information for people to understand you more and and get what you're trying to achieve more, um, you know, in a concise and easy to consume way. So I'm super excited for the concept. I mean, I hope that people share that excitement um but i I, and we've said this already a few times but it really won't be as good as it can be unless people tell us what they're enjoying exactly and we want this to be about you guys as well and we want you to be a huge part of it so anything that you want us to cover or want us to you know talk about any questions that you have please feel free to send them through um as i said before though no hate to me only to sam always he's used to it (laughs) so used (laughs) to it yeah we want this podcast to be about you so it's not just about me talking about whatever. 100%. So if there's any content information that you would like to share or know more about Emily or have Emily talk on, um, if there's guests yeah. that, you know, Guest obviously Emily even. has a phenomenal reach and so many people around the world respect and love her. So if we can help get access to yeah. someone that can talk on this podcast and, and give you more information then absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the the main part of it. That's the, the first episode, which, you know, I guess serves just to introduce both of us to an extent. I think most people will already know who you are and probably know the story, but always good to get a brush up on that, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, future episodes, we look forward to recording some up and down, you know, like it's going to be some history stuff. It's going to be some fun and exciting stuff. It's going to be very informative things as well for your health yeah. and fitness journey. Um, 
So please stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to that podcast. Make sure you're following all the social media channels because we've got the um, at Emily Sky, Emily Sky, obviously Emily Sky Fit. Um, what even? I meant to say at uh, the You Can Buy Emily Sky Instagram account because that's the official place for the podcast. But certainly leave Emily comments and. I DM her and whatnot because that's also a great way to get in touch and make sure we yeah. know what you're and I thinking. I do read everything. I mean, DMs can get a bit flooded sometimes, but I do my best. Yeah, absolutely. And Definitely comments, um, you know, on under photos and videos or whatever on the page. I read every single one and I reply to a lot, as you guys have probably noticed. Thousand percent. And yeah. also, um, if it's in a public comment, it helps yeah. our team from the podcast production side find yep. the question and make sure we answer it and whatnot. So thanks for listening to our first ever episode of the You Can podcast. We have many more exciting, hopefully, podcasts coming up with all different topics. Our next one is going to be about travel nightmares <laughs> or stories. <laughs> nightmares because we're doing it together. Yeah. <laughs> And you're going to find out which which one of us got caught at the airport security with a knife. <laughs> was I'm it like, you, Sam, or was it me? Was I'm it Not Def? a butter knife. Let's just a butter say knife. That. Not a butter a pla- knife. Not a plastic really, one, though. Not a plastic knife. A deadly weapon, you may call it, um, at federal level. Um, what I will say after today's episode yep. is that um, we have discussed a range of topics. Some of those is mental health and suicide. So I want to make sure that people are reaching out when they need help. If you are struggling with mental health or any suicidal thoughts, you should reach out to a local medical professional or you should reach out to a uh, helpline in your region, whether that be Lifeline or someone similar. There is always help available to you in your region and you should reach out for that. Never feel ashamed to reach out. No, it's, it's very common. So many people go through it, myself included. So don't feel ashamed and don't fear reaching out to someone. And it's a sign of strength if you do so as well. So please reach out to someone and get get the support that you need because we all need support. Be proud of that. Yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. We'll see you next episode. And remember, you can. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the You Can podcast with me, Emily Skye. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at You Can by Emily Skye and join our private Facebook group to continue the discussion. Just search You Can by Emily Skye.